0: It really must have been an amazing sight for any traveler approaching Cairo soon after the Pyramids of Giza were built. On the western side of the Nile River, the newly built Pyramids of Giza, specifically the Great Pyramid of Khufu, could have been viewed from quite a distance, and not just because Khufu was the tallest structure in the world at this time, but because it almost acted as a lit beacon. The reason for this would have been the sunlight reflecting off of the polished white limestone that encased it from the top to the bottom. Finished roughly in 2560 BCE, the Great Pyramid of Khufu reigned as the tallest building in the world until the Lincoln Cathedral was built in England in 1311. However, the Pyramid of Giza was not the first pyramid built and, of course, it wouldn't be the last. Pyramids have been built all over the world throughout time. From the Clay and Suday pyramids in Nigeria, to the Stone Mayan pyramids in the Yucatan, to the earthen pyramids of the Mississippian culture in the United States Midwest. In fact, a great trivia question to ask is, what modern-day country has the most pyramids? And there is a reason many cultures used pyramids to reach the heights towards the sky. Architecturally speaking, the triangle is the strongest shape in construction, and this holds true for the pyramid. A pyramid can better hold weight as it increases in height, making it the strongest structure we can make. especially for earlier civilizations. And just like building materials, the pyramid can be the strongest sculpture for concepts, theories, and ideas. In education, the most recognizable use triangle or blueprint is, of course, Bloom's Taxonomy. Hello everyone and welcome to The Instructor's Kit Bag, a podcast designed for bite-sized sessions to get into some thoughts and ideas about education. Recorded at Army Logistics University in Fort Lee, Virginia, I am your host, Nate Ball. Essentially, Dr. Benjamin Bloom, an educational psychologist, developed a taxonomy or hierarchical model to classify educational objectives from simple to more complex. In doing this, he created the cognitive domain of learning, and this taxonomy would eventually expand to become three domains of learning, the cognitive, the effective, and the psychomotor domains. Now, this can get dense very quickly, so in this episode, we're going to cover a little bit of Bloom's taxonomy and go into depth in the cognitive domain. In the future, we'll go over various ways to use Bloom's taxonomy in curriculum, lessons, and even assessments. But for now, let's do a quick overview of Bloom's taxonomy and dig into the cognitive domain. In 1956, Dr. Bloom classified the cognitive domain in his model as a knowledge-based domain. The term cognitive itself means of, relating to, being, or involving conscious intellectual activity, such as thinking, reasoning, and remembering. Now, I didn't just think of that off the top of my head. That's from Merriam-Webster dictionary. So as such, Dr. Bloom developed six levels. Knowledge, comprehension, application, analysis, synthesis, and evaluation. These levels range from more simple skills, knowledge, to the more complex skills, evaluation. So picture in your head a six-level pyramid where the foundation, or knowledge, is the least complex level to the capstone of evaluation, which is the most complex. If you were to type Bloom's taxonomy in a search engine, you would more than likely get Bloom's taxonomy based on the cognitive domain. So what made Bloom's taxonomy great was that under each level, a list of verbs were given so that educators could look through the lists and determine what they wanted their students to achieve and what would help the teachers place what level of complexity of the model the students would be performing. For example, if an activity had students identifying the different body systems of humans, they would be performing at a knowledge level or the first level, as one of the verbs listed under the knowledge level is, in fact, identifying. But if I wanted to increase the level of complexity in this activity, for example, I might have students compare the six body systems with different systems of a vehicle. So in this case, the verb compare that I would use would fall into the second level comprehension. However, in 2001, Bloom's taxonomy was revised by a former colleague of Dr. Bloom's, David Crathwell, and a former student, Lauren Anderson. This revision tightened up some loose ends in the previous working model, and more importantly, it flipped the top two levels of the domain with each other. So these six levels changed from nouns like knowledge to verbs like remembering. So the new levels became remembering, understanding, applying, analyzing, evaluating, and creating. And these new levels range from more simple skills, which would be remembering now, changing from knowledge, and to the more complex skills, creating, which changed from evaluation. This Bloom's Taxonomy revision is what I'll be referring to throughout the rest of this episode, anytime I say Bloom's Taxonomy, and any other time that is to be referenced in future episodes. Now, are we ready to dive into the proverbial six levels of the cognitive domain? Well, almost. Let's bring up how this can be used as a tool to help you. And if you already use it extensively, then great. See, I view Bloom's Taxonomy as a scaffolding tool that helps organize, plan and build a course or build a lesson or build an assessment. And it helps me do so in a logical and meaningful way, kind of like a blueprint developed to make your life easier in building a house or in keeping with our theme to build a pyramid. And since we're speaking about pyramids, In building any pyramid structure, including the Great Pyramid of Khufu, we have to lay a solid foundation. So naturally, that's where we're going to begin, with remembering, which is Cognitive Level 1, or C1. We'll also be using the publication, A Taxonomy for Learning, Teaching, and Assessing, a Revision of Bloom's Taxonomy of Educational Objectives by Anderson and Crathwell, for definitions for each of these levels. So let's begin. Remembering, this is the bottom foundation of that pyramid. This is Cognitive Level 1, or C1. So for remembering to retrieve relevant knowledge from long-term memory, this level promotes retention. Example verbs may include define, list, match, label. And this level is used for introducing, reviewing or recalling information. So this is a great level for a pre-course test or to, to create a quick warm-up or check on learning type activity. And moving up from the foundation is our next level, understanding, cognitive level two or C2 which is to construct meaning from instructional messages including oral, written, and graphic communication. Example verbs may include explain, compare, classify, summarize, and this level is used to manipulate information in a different but familiar way. For example, you could have a student write one of Shakespeare's sonnets using modern day vernacular, or compare the human body systems to the systems of a car, which we mentioned before. Next we have applying, which is our cognitive level three, or C3. This is to carry out or use a procedure in a given situation. Example verbs may include apply, build, develop, or solve. And this level is very much a procedural knowledge level. So the procedural task can be split into executing, which is applying a procedure to a familiar task, and implementing, which is applying a procedure to an unfamiliar task. For example, executing math equations with definitive steps previously learned would be executing. And implementing could be choosing a budget that best applies to the student inside a grocery store Next, we have analyzing, which is cognitive level four, or C4. This is where you break material into its constituent parts and determine how those parts relate to one another and to an overall structure of purpose. Example verbs may include classify, distinguish, inspect, simplify. In this level, Anderson and Craftwell include the cognitive processes of differentiating, which is determining relevant pieces of a message, organizing ways the message is organized, and attributing the purpose of the message. So ways to engage students on this level would be to separate fact from opinion or identify bias within a study or use supporting sources to make connections between content or simply determine what information given is relevant or superfluous. Next we have evaluating, which is cognitive level five or C5. This is where you make judgments based on criteria and standards. Example verbs may include criticize, decide, justify, prioritize. This is where you can split into checking and critiquing. A good example of checking would be to watch a debate and spot fallacies or inconsistencies in the message. And a good example of critiquing could be to have students evaluate increasing the minimum wage as a possible solution to social inequity. And our final level or capstone at this point of the pyramid would be creating, which is cognitive level six or C6. This is where you can put elements together to form a coherent or functional whole, where you can reorganize elements into a new pattern or structure. Example verbs may include adapt, compile, improve, predict, and examples of creating could range from preparing an outline, draft, and final product of a term paper. It could even be having students suggest as many ways as possible to restart civilization after an apocalyptic event. Not that we don't see tons of movies and everything trying to do just that. Or we could have students designing habitats for animals not native to the climate. So these are our six levels. Remember. Bloom's Taxonomy is a great blueprint to help structure your planning and your preparation for your course, your lessons, your activities, and or your assessments. I think of it as an interactive graphic organizer for your thoughts and your plans. This helps answer questions like, where are my students' capabilities? Where do I want them to go? And what do I want them to achieve? What do I want them to produce? And why do I want them to get there in this specific way? And then finally, how can I make that happen? The Cognitive domain is our six-level knowledge-based domain, and in our next episode, we're going to visit our other two domains, effective and psychomotor. After that, I would like to go into more detail on how to actually use Bloom's taxonomy in an effective manner. But before we go, let me give you the answer to a question I asked earlier. What modern-day country currently has the most pyramids? Well, with 220 pyramids, this is the nation of Sudan. They have the most pyramids in the world, and that is a lot of blueprints. So that's it for this episode of The Instructor's Kit Bag. Thanks for listening, my fellow educators. And until next time, never stop trying to hone your craft and never stop learning.